This is a GRDC podcast. In Western Australia's wheat belt, soil acidity is the grains industry's most expensive soil constraint. This one constraint alone is estimated to cost $498 million annually in lost production. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. When the Kwinana East Regional Cropping Solutions Network, or RCSN Group, identified the cost of sourcing and applying coastal lime as a significant farm business expense, GRDC invested into research into locating and assessing on-farm lime sources. WA's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development Officer, Greg Shea, has been working with growers in the Eastern Wheat Belt to assess the neutralising value, or NV, of on-farm soil deposits. Near Ben Cubbon, northeast of Perth, is Nick Gillett's farm. And on the farm, he now has a fairly large excavation site, his on-farm lime pit. Standing in that pit, Deep Herd's Greg Shea told Deb Bishop it's not uncommon to find on-farm carbonate deposits such as this. Well, they're reasonably common in the wheat belt. Uh, everyone describes them, you know, they have done for 100 years, they call them moral soils, that's because the vegetation that grows on them, and they are usually quite problematic for growing a crop, it's hard to get a good crop growing on them. So, so every farm would have at least some of this. Some farms, if you're mainly a sand plain farm, you need so much lime, you know, you wouldn't believe because you've got acidification. And often, you know, you don't have very much moral just because that's the nature of the, of the farm and the landscape. But a lot of farms have this type. And then they also have, potentially have, other um, geology that gives this sort of soil type. So there's, there's greenstone rocks. Uh, uh, we've got greenstone belts near Ben Cubbon and also what we call dikes, which can be... Um, these sort of rocks as well. So these these soils, we're really emphasising whatever the source of the carbonate might be on the property, is that it's really only useful if uh, the neutralising values are, are high enough and um, you've actually just checked that you've got the best uh, neutralising value uh, that you've got it on the farm so that um, for all your effort is more likely to pay off. So what's the quality of this type of lime here that, that we're looking at here in Ben Cubbon? Well, this, this uh, has an ENV that's less than 20%. So, you know, it is on the edge of uh, being useful. ENV is the effective neutralising value. ENV effectively is how much carbonate is in the product that you're digging up. And it reflects the, uh, the profile of soil particles in the sample. So if the soil has lots, a high proportion of... Uh, fine particles that have reasonable uh, ENV, then you will have a reasonable ENV. So it refer, refers to the effectiveness of the, of the carbonate. You'll see our guidelines in the material that is going to be available on the web and it's on the fact sheet that MapIQ and GRDC have put together. We do mention ENV. So it's about effective neutralising value. So you say we're dusty, yet we are very dusty, but clearly there are more uh, scientific ways, evidence-based, that growers should be encouraged to go along and test the lime on their, on their farms. Is that, is that the That's way? right. They can send away for the proper test. Once they've done their scouting uh, and just found something that obviously has carbonate in it because they get the vinegar out and get the fizzing going, so you know you've got carbonate. So the next step is to check that uh, the particle size distribution is good. Those, those fine particles, they need to have a reasonable amount of neutralising value in it. Uh, they're going to have the carbonate, so therefore 
um, you've got to get it tested. Are there thresholds or a, a rule of thumb, for example, for the standards or the test results needed for the lime to be considered sufficient to produce a, a crop response and, and clearly to return on investment there? It's a tricky one. The broad number is 25% ENV, but it just depends on your personal situation, the kind of costs involved, how close the pit is to where you're going to be using it. Obviously, the closer the better. But, but also, there is the factor of uh, um, the history of the paddock, how much you need to just top up with lime because it's had a good lime history in the past. And also, um, how, how quick you want a response. The growers out here would like to see something where the return is quite quick because their businesses run on that basis. So that's why we're emphasising this sort of material and emphasising ENV because it is about speed. Greg, talk to me a bit about how important incorporation is um, with lime in the eastern wheat belt here. If you've got high ENV material, it'd be a real waste just to have it sit on the surface because what's happening is all those fine particles that you've carefully put out there, they're all in contact with other fine particles and the actual dissolution is affected. If they're being mixed with the soil, they're in contact with the acidity and will do the chemical reaction. Whereas the chemical reaction will be very slow if you just leave it uh, top dressed on the surface. Just a two-way plough, the most simplest thing um, you can possibly use just to mix it into the soil. What's your advice on the best ways to extract on farm line? Well, in the kind of deposits that are these moral soil uh, ones where there's a layer of material that you're aiming for. Um, often the dozer is just set on a shallow uh, setting so you, you're not going to be pulling up the great big rocks and like the bundies that can be annoying if they get into the spreader. So that's one of the things that people have found. So they just get a long run so they fill the blade, they can push up enough but you just do it at a shallow so it, it comes up quite, you know, the, the, the pieces aren't too big. The other one is just making sure you're fully aware that you're up for the dustiest job in the world. It's like we're in the mining game out of Kalgoorlie somewhere. So your bearings, you need to keep an eye on them because they'll just get jammed up with the dust. And, um, and also fitting rubber around the back of the spreader can prevent that um, build up you often get with this sort of material. So that's just a couple of the uh, tips that we've discovered as people have been doing this. That information is going out available for growers to look up on the websites and with the material we're putting out. Greg Shea from Deep Herd, and there's a new online publication called Locating and Assessing On-Farm Lime Sources on GRDC's website. It will give you information about finding, assessing, extracting and spreading on-farm lime, plus some grower case studies. Also see the show notes for this podcast for a link to that information. And it is a very dusty job, so remember to wear personal protective gear when you're excavating and spreading your agricultural lime. I'm Tony Crowley, and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast.